Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for July 15th, 2019. My name is Scott and I work full-time on CircuitPython for Adafruit. Um, Adafruit sponsors CircuitPython development, a number of us, so please give them uh, your business at adafruit.com. Uh, you can buy lots of CircuitPython powered boards there, so check that out. Um, this is our weekly meeting where we allow or we uh, get together with our community members and the folks that are paid to work on CircuitPython to get all synced up and see what's going on. So uh, we run this meeting. Everybody is welcome to join. It's done on our the Adafruit Discord server. So anybody can join that at the URL adafru.it slash discord. Um, that's where you go to join it. We're in the text chat all week and in the voice chat um, during our meeting at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Uh, we do bump it from Mondays if there's a U.S. holiday, so uh, we'll post in the text chat uh, to the Circuit Pythonista's role. Um, so if you're here and you want to get pinged about the meeting, uh, we'll add you as a Circuit Pythonista. That's no problem. Um, this meeting is recorded, so beware that... Um, both the Discord screen is being recorded and the audio is being recorded as well. It gets posted on the Adafruit YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit and Diode Zone occasionally as well. Um, it's available on podcast services uh, around the globe. So if you want to subscribe and listen in, there's that as well. And we do take notes, so you don't necessarily have to listen to this meeting, which typically runs about an hour. Um, the notes will have a list of everything that we chatted about and time codes so that you can skip through the video uh, or audio to the parts that you want to listen to. Um, high level overview of how this meeting is run. Uh, it's in five sections. We'll start with community news, which is an overview of like blog posts and things that have happened around CircuitPython. We'll follow that up with uh, the state of CircuitPython and its libraries, which is a statistical overview of the health of the project. After that, we have Hug Reports. Uh, Hug Reports is a chance for us to say thank you to the folks that they've been working on CircuitPython for. Um, and it's done as a round robin, so we'll give everyone in the voice chat a chance to say something. If you're unable to make the meeting, you can put notes in the doc. If you do not have a microphone but would like to say something, again, uh, notes in the doc, and I can read those off. And lastly, if you just want to listen in and don't want to participate, you can say that you're lurking and that's all good as well. Um, so Hug Reports, chance to say thank you. After that, we have uh, Status Updates, which is done in the same way. So it's done as a round robin as well. And uh, this is a chance to say what you've been working on and what you plan on working on in the coming week. And then lastly, at the end of the meeting, we'll have our section in the weeds, which is a chance to go uh, into some deeper conversation about questions we have. Um, this is kind of the, the place where we'll talk about like, oh, do we think we're ready for a stable release or uh, ask for guidance about some technical challenges as well. So, and that's the end. And as I said, it typically takes about an hour. Um, so let's get going. Uh, we'll kick it over to start to Adafruit for community news. Hello, thanks Scott. Thank you. Okay, uh, first up, this is uh, hot off the press. As I say, I'm adding it to the newsletter. Uh, there's some high altitude balloon um, usage of Circuit Python, and uh, you know we get these, you know, photos and videos. And I'm gonna pop in the uh, 
text in the photo into the chat. And uh, folks are starting to tell us like why they're choosing CircuitPython. So that's always helpful for um, a lot of the satellite and space work and anything in aerospace. It seems like iteration and maintainability is the most important thing. So if you are someone who works on something and you've decided to use like Python or CircuitPython, um, let us know, you know the, some of the, the benefits of that. We've seen rapid iteration and that first five minutes, of course, is something, but also maintainability. And I thought that was kind of cool that that was something that are just like, look, it's really hard to maintain the other way we we're doing it. So we switched to CircuitPython and that worked out really well. Um, we have a guide coming up pretty soon. Um, that'll probably be up by the end of the week. Katni's working on it. And this is one of the requests that we get sometimes from manufacturers, board makers, folks on Tindy. They have a board and it looks like it could support CircuitPython. Like, how do I get it added to circuitpython.org slash downloads? So we have a guide coming up and uh, just a little bit by the numbers. We have 66 boards right now. Um, we have 16 Linux boards and 164 libraries. So that's working out pretty good. Next up, um, on, I guess it was technically Sunday, but we're at Washington Square Park uh, a little bit before midnight on Saturday, and we're doing Circuit Playground Express testing with Bluefruit. And it looks like we're getting close to like the maximum theoretical distance. And Circuit Playground Express Bluefruit is going to be our kind of our, our, our lead story by the end of the year. So as we get some of these made, we'll chat with the community, especially here, to help us get some stuff going. So if you're a person who does Bluetooth or wants to do Bluetooth and you're interested, um, we'll reach out as we get closer. Uh, right now, we just have two. <laughs> so well, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the market share uh, that we have. Next time, um, you'll uh, have four and then eight. Yeah, it'll just double and double. And mm -hmm. then the planet Earth will be covered with these. <laughs> um, and then next up, um, CircuitPython Day is coming up. If you have an event or want to plan an event, email circuitpythonday at adafruit.com. There's a couple events coming up. We'll also have some surprises in our store and with some partners. Uh, we'll be able to announce those soon. And then lastly, um, congratulations, everybody. We're up to 13,000 people, humans, in Discord. And that's an amazing feat because it's hard to run communities. Uh, it's kind of what you invest in is what you get. And we all invest a lot in the community. So 13,000 people. And uh, thanks for making it a great place that's very welcoming and a place where people want to stick around and learn from each other. So with that is the community news. Awesome. Thank you so much, Phil. Thank you. All right. Let's go on to the state of CircuitPython. Uh, this is, as I said earlier, a statistics overview of the project. It uh, gets us uh, some concrete numbers in terms of like how many people are interacting with CircuitPython and the libraries along with pull requests. So we'll go over that. Uh, overall, uh, we've had 13 pull requests merged uh, from 11 different authors. Uh, the, a lot of new folks, it kind of seems to me. Um, RCE 1086 uh, is new. TGIKLAL is new. Uh, Invent House, I think, has been on your uh, time or two before, but great to see them again. Uh, IoT 49, JNJ Studios, and Marty McGuire are all uh, folks I don't normally see on this list. So uh, thank you to them in particular. Uh, we had six reviewers for those 11 or 13 pull requests. So thank you to all of those reviewers. Um, typically, uh, if you're interested in getting started and participating into CircuitPython, reviewing is actually a great way. Uh, you see a fix for something coming in and you happen to have the hardware uh, trying that new version of the code and just chiming in to say like, hey, I tried this and it works great is 
super super valuable. So I encourage everyone to get started and and review. Um, issues wise, we had thirteen closed issues by seven people, ten opened by seven people. So we're net down three, which is good. Um, in general, we want to see issues close more issues closed than issues opened. Um, overall, uh, we are close to. Uh, for one stable release and will that's kind of being facilitated by getting five O uh beta going. So uh should see a new stable release with some new boards. Uh that's very exciting. And then on the library side, I've been very excited to see more and more community bundle additions. Um when we did the original Adafruit Circuit Python bundle, um we got We've added a lot of things there, but we've actually seen a number of additions to the community bundle recently. So it's really, really exciting to see uh, libraries starting to take off for non-Adafruit hardware. So uh, thank you to everybody who's been doing those in particular. And uh, now let's talk about the core in a little bit more detail. Um, for the core, we had five pull requests merged from five different authors, so that's pretty awesome. We had two reviewers, myself and Sedacious. Uh, we had seven open pull requests. Uh, there's a list in the notes of those. And issues-wise, we had two closed issues by two people and four opened by two people. So as is the case, uh, the library issue count going down is kind of helping us a lot there. So thank you to everybody who's done those. Um we have a total of 182 open issues on CircuitPython Core, and there's a link to a list of those issues. Um, we have six active milestones. We have 410, which has one open issue, and we have three open issues on the 4XX bug fixes, which I actually just closed one because it had been fixed. And uh, this also says there's four issues not assigned a milestone, but I also just took care of those this morning. So we're, we should be at zero, which is cool. Um, download stats wise, 402 is our latest stable release. We have uh, 2,369 downloads as of yesterday on that. And then the alpha release, which is 410 beta 1, uh, has 328 downloads, which is kind of surprisingly low given the fact that 41 is much better than 40. Um, but that's why we should get it stable so that people can use it. Uh, we also have download stats by language, but I will not read those off. And now I'll kick it over to Katni for library update. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> all right, we have eight pull requests merged on uh, over the over all the libraries by seven authors with five reviewers. We have thirty-eight open pull requests at the moment. Some of these are long-term; others of them are new and recent. Like Scott was saying earlier, if you are interested in getting started with contributing to CircuitPython but not sure where to get started, reviewing pull requests is an excellent place to start. And the libraries have many of those available. Um, if you are not comfortable reviewing anything on the core, uh, which involves a lot more C than Python, um, this is a great place to be able to review Python stuff. Uh, we had 11 closed issues by five people and six opened by five people. Uh, leaving us with 120 open issues. There is a link to those issues in the notes. And uh, in terms of library updates over the last seven days, uh, no new libraries uh, this last week, but the updated libraries are uh, Simple.io, ESP32SPI, PyBadger, SI4738, 
213 and the INA 219 libraries. And that's where we're at with libraries. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. Uh, Hug Reports is a chance for us to say thank you to folks who've been doing awesome work. Uh, we do this as a round robin, so if you've just joined us and have not told us you're lurking, uh, please drop in and let us know whether you're lurking or text only or things like that. Um, I'll start just to give an example, and then we'll go circle back through the list, um, skipping those who are lurking. I will take a time code first, though. Um, first and foremost, uh, thank you to Robots Go Boop, who I believe is M. Costi, MS Costi on GitHub. Thank you so much for your work on the ESP uh, server support. It's really neat to see that going. Um, thanks to Jay, Jeff Epler, uh, Jay Epler, for uh, the NRF work, including fixing the reset into bootloader stuff. I will get to your PR today. I will. I just had weekend before now. Um, thanks to Dan Halbert for all of the BLE Central work. Exciting to see it going and, and see BLE make progress. Uh, thank you to Jacob Lee Zero for the Sandy peripherals fix. We had a, a, a loop incrementing that was actually a decrement check, so they th fixed that for us. So thanks to them. Thanks to J&J Studios for the datum boards. Uh, those will go out in the next release. Uh, thank you to Maker Melissa for the website help getting the datum boards on circuitpython.org. Thank you to Sedacious for just doing lots of um, maintenance sort of things like reviews and guide updates uh, and forum support. So I uh, really appreciate all of that. Uh, Lady Ada has also been doing a lot of reviews and merges, so that's also super handy. And then these last two are podcasts. So first, uh, thanks to Embedded.fm for having Katni and I on uh, their show. Should come out this week. And uh, Katni did a great job co-guesting with me. So thank you to Katni for that as well. And lastly, um, thank you to Scott Hanselman for having me on his podcast. We recorded Thursday night and it goes out sometime soon <laughs> uh, on Hansel Minute. So check all of that stuff out and thank you to everyone there. Let's circle back and I think we're going to Charles. Is Charles lurking? Sorry, my mic was not up. No worries. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay. I just, I just want to give you a, give a hug report to everybody just because uh, I found CircuitPython absolutely wonderful and useful. Thank you. Yay. All. Thanks, Charles. Okay, let's go to Dan. Hi. So thank you to Jerry for um, testing uh, my BLE uh, pull requests, both the library and the basic stuff. He's it's working for him, and he's got it working on an argon, or I think, or some other uh, particle board, as well as um, the Feather 52A40s. Um, that helps a lot to have the work verified by somebody else. Uh, thanks to uh, Jeff Epler for st starting to work on PWM audio on NRF. And thanks to uh, Bill Binko of AT Makers, who's um, working on some of those nice, snazzy, um, multicolored pinout diagrams that you've seen various places that we've had. He has a method of 
making it table driven so the it does not have to be done completely manually it's much it's very easy to update the details uh, once you lay out the basic structure of the diagram <laughs> okay thanks dan all right the shipu okay so i have a uh, un like untypical uh hack it's a group hack to everyone who who has worked on circuit python but uh, it's uh, not just from me I've been on this EuroPython conference now, and people are just floored with 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 how CircuitPython works, and they are just amazed. People who were involved in creating Microbit, and people who were involved in teaching teaching Python for four years, are just so surprised that it can be so simple to <laughs> to, to use this. So so great thanks for everybody. Uh, who enjoyed the, the pupils on Circuit Python? They are really impressed, and you have uh, hacks from them. Awesome, and thank you so much for being our our Euro representative. Basically, um, we really appreciate having a presence there and with all your cool hardware. Thank you. Okay, um, now Doc Malo's missing the meeting, so I will read theirs off. Doc says. Um, Sorry, taking a time code and speaking at the same time is hard. Um, Doc Mello says, hugs to Katni for helping me get the WPA2 enterprise changes merged into the ESP32 spy library. And thank you to Jerry N for helping in bug hunting in my WPA2 enterprise code for, for the ESP32 spy library. Okay, and now Jeff Epler is also not in the meeting um, so I'll read his off as well. Jeff says, uh, hugs to Lady Ada for advice about PWM audio frequency. Uh, thanks to whoever helped me get CircuitPython on this particle xenon. And thank you to Tavish for their interest in what I'm working on. All right. And with that, we'll go to Jerry. Hi. Uh, see ya. Thanks to Dan for all that, that DOE work. It's been uh, fun to play with and got me be excited about poking and prodding it um and um and then maker melissa for the uh the cool calculator demo for the pi portal works nicely that's fun awesome thanks jerry okay mm -hmm. uh katney so I have first and foremost a hug report for doc malo for slogging through a nasty merge conflict um i managed to let uh PR slip on a library and it got behind. Um, and there were many, many commits involved, uh, but they put in all the work. So um, that was very good to hug report for that. Uh, hug to Summersoft for continuing to work on Adabot and getting the circuitpython.org slash libraries and slash libraries slash contributing updated and automated. Um, I want to thank uh, Embedded FM, Alicia and Chris for hosting me and Scott this weekend. And thanks Scott for recording the podcast with me. And uh, lastly, and hug report for Roy for continuing to help me with my keynote. Awesome. All right, let's go to maker Melissa. Hello. Um, okay, so first of all, uh, a hug report to you, um, Scott, for the all the recent display work, IO work, and also for the speed-ups that allowed me to get the calculator up and running really well. Yeah. A uh, hug report to Katni for your upcoming keynote. 
and a hug report to Deshibu for sharing your EuroPython talk and a group hug to everyone. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. Okay, let's go to Sedacious. Howdy, howdy. So let's see what are my hug reports. This thing in front of me says that my hug reports are as follows. <laughs> uh, first uh, to um, MS Costi, robots go, robots go boop. Uh, again, for the awesome work on adding uh, server functionality to the airlift boards. Um, is also very receptive to discussing the best place to put it and you know just generally making for a good PR experience. And I'm super looking forward to that functionality because, well, it's just going to be awesome. Um, so uh, another one to uh, um, Thatch and Lady Ada for kicking butt doing some cool stuff with USB. Uh, another to Scott for doing some awesome OLED work. Um, another one to Lamore and Phil for uh, knocking it out of the park with a really awesome demo to some fancy pants people. Hmm. Um, and the last one to Bill, uh, Bill Binko for the sweet diagrams that he's putting together for some boards. Um, one of the cool things about them is that they have info on the timers and circoms available on different pins. And it'll be very, very nice to not have to pull that out a data sheet to look that up. Yeah. So, yep. I think you missed one too, the Sag Attack one. Oh, right. Yes. Um, another to Sag Attack for a uh, super sweet um, BBS running on a CircuitPython board. Uh, I believe it's connectable over um, over UART, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, like many people of a certain age, I got my start going on BBSs and was my first uh, quasi-internet-like socialization. So anyways, that was super, super cool to see, and I hope to see more of it. All right, thanks. Thanks, Sedacious. And last but not least, Summersoft. Hello, hello. Hello. Um, so I'm going to echo a, a hug for uh, Robots Go, Go Boop uh, for the server addition to the ESP32 spy library. Uh, Dan for uh, his BLE central work, and then Jay Epler for his NRF audio PM. W out work. And then a group hug beyond that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Summersoft. Okay, let's move on to status updates. Uh this is a chance for you to take a couple minutes to talk about what you've been working on in the last week and what you'll be working on in the coming week. Um it's a good way to just make sure that we're all on the same page and potentially give tips or tricks to other folks. Uh, the next section after this will be in the weeds. So if you have any longer form discussions or questions, uh, just make a note of those and we'll circle back to them um, at that point. All right, let's talk status updates. Let me take a time code for myself. Um, last week I was heads down on adding OLED support. Uh, so like grayscale OLED support into display IO. Uh, this is particularly like the SSD 1306, 1305. Um, so I got that working both over, um, spy and over I2C, which is cool. Uh, the I2C bit was, uh, new. I'm a little bit behind because I went heads down on email and reviews. So expect me to do, uh, some reviews today. And then uh, w once I'm through that, I will be doing uh, e-ink. So uh, I laid, laid the foundation for different um, different color depths within Display.io. The general idea is that 
you give palette or both palette and color converter know how to go from 8-bit or 24-bit color down to different color depths. So if it's grayscale, it will actually compute like Luma for you and use that. Um, so that's the general model for the way that it works. Um, so you just basically use that same color and we'll tell you how it goes down to the lower color depths and it sh should hopefully just work. And if it doesn't, you can customize those 24-bit values to get out what you want. Um, so yeah, ink this week, uh, we'll start probably with just getting black and white working. Uh, the third color is kind of tricky, so I, I may split that up into two things. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's all about displays so far. Um, it looks like I'll probably do a at least one release this week as well, so I will talk a bit more about that in the weeds. Uh, for now, let's circle back up the alphabetical order and go to Charles. Isn't C. Grover there? Uh, he's lurking. Oh, okay. He's doing landscaping. Uh, oh, dear. Well, anyway, I really don't have a whole lot to, uh, to tell you about because I, I was, I was in, uh, in the middle of that storm mm. for a while, so I didn't do a whole lot. Well, that sounds like an update in and of itself. Yeah. That's the best I, uh, that's all I've been doing. Yeah. It's over. That's good. It's over for, for my all intents and purposes for me. Thank you very much. Thanks, Charles. Have... All right. Uh, and Charles, to ask your question about a link to the podcasts, they're not out yet, but we'll definitely share those around. You'll see them probably in community news next week uh, at the latest. So, uh, yeah, they're not out yet, but they'll be out shortly. Okay, thank you. Awesome, thanks. Okay, let's go to Dan. Okay, um, so as I mentioned, uh, I have PR, I made PRs for a bunch of new BLE functionality in CircuitPython, and there's some corresponding changes and additions to the Adafruit BLE library. So the, both of those um, our PRs right now uh, waiting to be reviewed. So uh, when those are reviewed, then we'll make alpha or beta releases um, of CircuitPython that uh, include uh, that functionality. So that should be in a few days. We're, we're trying to maybe polish off 4.1 uh, as a general release. And soon after that, we'll, we'll have a, a new alpha or beta. Uh, and then now that I've sort of come up for air after the BLE stuff, uh, I have some a backlog of some other things, including some like PRs for and bug fit reports for the UF2 bootloader and some other things that I should take some time to look at. And then after that, I'll start working on uh, BLE HID, which is complicated because it involves um, some security stuff, bonding and pairing. And that bonding, okay. that bonding and pairing is also relevant to us doing the file transfer stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because there's something called object transfer uh, right. service, which may come hand in handy with the uh, uh, file transfer stuff. We'll see. Right. Because my plan is to work on the file transfer stuff soon after I'm done with this OLED stuff. So it'd be nice if 
So if, yeah, so I have the framework for you. That'll be great. Right? Yeah, okay. but you've got time to take a breather. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to Dishipu. Okay. So uh, as I mentioned already, there was Europython last week. We had uh, two year, two days of workshops, uh, four workshops altogether. I think at least thirty people in each, uh, with the Pew Pew uh, devices. And also a talk on how I made it. And uh, during the conference, every day we had lightning talks. And on those lightning talks, people were showing also things they made on the Pew Pew. Mm. So that was uh, quite nice. I have a lot of feedback from that. And I have also a lot of motivation out of that. So I started, uh, it was supposed to be a finished thing, but, but I think I will make one more version of Pew Pew. I started uh, looking into some D51 for it, and I have a first PCB design that I'm I'm going to try. Uh, I can, uh, one moment, yeah, I can post this too. Here it goes. So it's basically credit card says so so the same as Pi Badger. Mm -hmm. And I decided I will put uh, the TFT display in there because it's about the same price as the matrix, uh, as the LED matrix actually. Hmm. And I can also uh, always, you know, display big, big squares on it for, for the Pew Pew right. style of games. But then I can also display uh, error messages because that's what uh, trips people mm. uh, most. Interesting. That they couldn't because some of them use uh, like random editors, not not uh, Mew, right? Necessarily, and uh, some of them uh, used Mew, but they didn't have root access to add themselves to the Dirap group hmm. on Linux, so they couldn't use the the serial, hmm. so they couldn't see the error messages and. Uh, that's not a pleasant experience then, right. debugging. So I want to have a display in there with with the uh, error messages, and I'm looking. I'm experimenting, seeing what kind, of, what I can remove to have like completely minimal some D fifty one port. We will see how that works. And uh, yeah, and the one, one more thing, I, I already added uh, the GIF support to GIF format support to the uh, image load. Mm -hmm. Now I will need to also add it to the state library because I also want to have GIFs in there. Mm. I will see if I can somehow, because I, I don't want it to depend on the image load. Mm. So probably some duplicated code will be in there. Mm -hmm. We will see. That's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And just for anybody who does happen to listen to this without a uh, video, um, Radimir posted a picture or a Oshpark rendering of the of the new board, and it is credit card size, but it's also vertically oriented, whereas the Pi Badge is the other direction. So that's interesting as well. Um, all right, we have a couple folks that are not here, so I'll just read those off. Um, Doc Molo is not in the chat and says uh, over the next few weeks I'd like to make a few more tweaks and cleanups to the enterprise code in ESP32 spies Wi-Fi manager library Jeff Epler's 
also not in the meeting and I will read his off as well. This one's a bit longer. Um, says, uh, <laughs> unfortunately cannot participate during weekly meetings due to uh, the uh, dollar sign date underscore job variable. Um, NRFPWM audio uh, is uh, issue 1038. Uh, the status is looping a static waveform such as a sine wave at 62.5 kilohertz 8-bit mono is working, I assume. Uh, the goals, uh, s- some minimal function- f- functionality pushed midweek, completion next Monday. I believe I'm on target to meet these goals. I understand in theory how to play longer sample without glitching, um, and the hardware should support stereo audio out. Uh, audio will require one of the four PWM modules to be fully allocated to audio when audio out object is created. Um, the NRF 52840 has limited PWM features, 16 megahertz count rate max. Hey Dan, can you mute? Um, each value and sample must play uh, integral number of PWM cycles. Uh, Lady Ada's proposal... Uh, is to always play at 62.5 kilohertz, giving exactly 8-bit fidelity. Uh, need code to do resample any incoming waveforms to 62.5 kilohertz, 8-bit. Not sure about algorithms, performance, and would love advice on that resampling. An alternative is to vary the carrier frequency by integer factor of original sample rate, but never below some cutoff value such as 62.5 kilohertz. It requires resampling to a calculated max value. Algorithm is clear. It should work with some analog filter or small effect on audio fidelity, hopefully. Uh, 44.1 kilohertz is the worst case among common sample rates. Would be rounded to 7.5 bits on output. Um, need to actually handle in-memory samples, fat samples. Uh, this code may need to be duplicated to appear once in audio I.O. and once in PWM audio I.O. Is there a way around it? Um, I, it doesn't seem like it should be need to need to be duplicated, but, uh, I'll just have to take a look at that. All right. And that's, uh, Jeff Epler's update. Let's go to Jerry. Um, yeah, so I spent, I got the time to play with the, the new BLE. Mostly I've just been either taking, you know, Dan's demos that he's created and trying them on my board on, on, on the NR52. 840 uh, Express, and also I tried it on a couple of the little dongle boards, the Maker Diary USB dongle and the PCA 10059. Both both work fine, and also just played the little old scanning routine that I had. You know, that, so the upshot is that it certainly seems to work well, and it hasn't doesn't seem to have broken anything else either. I was I had a, a, you know an older program that I've been using for a long time to run a little BLE rover, and uh, with just a minor changes that are needed because of uh, changes in in the uh, in some of the calls, um, it all works fine. So uh, I had a question about the PR. I haven't had time to go through line by line all the changes and a lot of them. So, you know, do you want an approval of the PR based on just the fact that it doesn't seem to have broken anything and the demos work? Is that enough? Or should we wait until sort of further, you know, checking a detailed analysis of the PRs? You can do however much testing you want and then approve it if you if you feel like it. If you want to go through, I don't expect you to go through the C code. If you want to go through the library, there aren't. Okay, I'll take a little more time. To... But yeah, but it's not. So other people will review it too. So right. I think. All right. 
I'll take a little more time to do it. I'm trying to trying to you know learn as I go too with some of the the, the features that I can play with. So, um, but uh, so far so far so good. And uh, okay, good, great, all right. Thanks. Thank okay, and then uh, let's see. Um, otherwise, uh, I've spent a lot of time working on my deck. <laughs> so, uh, you know, nothing to do with Circuit Python, but and keep me busy and having fun. Um, so next week, uh, a lot more of the same. I spend a lot more time with the BOE stuff and probably a lot more time on the deck. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. And uh, I'll, I'll take a look at Dan's PR as well. So don't worry about being the only reviewer. OK. OK, let's go to Katni. All right, so last week, um, I think I did more than this, but it doesn't really feel like it. I uh, learned how to add a new board to CircuitPython and then started the guide on how to add a new board to CircuitPython, followed by engaging in a lot of discussion regarding adding new boards to CircuitPython because it's a process I've done once and I'm writing a guide for it. Um, so that was most, I think, of what I did last week, but I feel like there were other things. Um, I also worked with Summersoft on sorting out, automating the updates to circuitpython.org slash libraries and slash libraries slash contributing. Um, this week is uh, finish the guide. Um, I will be doing various fritzing objects as those are assigned. A uh, little bit of library uh, cleanup stuff, um, very little, uh, but there's at least one library that needs to be released. So I will be taking care of that. Um, I need to merge the pull request that will as automate as much as we possibly can the updating of circuitpython.org slash libraries uh, from Summersoft and um, figure out the workflow with that. Uh, I will be continuing keynote prep this week. Um, and I am out starting Friday for 12 days. Um, I will actually be missing the next two meetings. Um, no, three. So rather, I'm not. I'm not off for that whole time, but I am going to be missing the the following Monday as well. So I'll be gone for the next three meetings. Um, Pi Ohio is a regional Python conference that happens in Columbus, Ohio, on the 27th and 28th of July, and I will be the opening keynote on July 27th. Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to be a lot of the rest of what I'm doing. So that's why my list of things to do this week is a little bit shorter than usual is we prioritized the things that need to get done before I head out to focus entirely on the keynote. Mm -hmm. How much vacation time after the keynote do you have? Uh, a day and a half. <laughs> it's, it's basically recovering from the conference and then back to work. Yeah, you should take a maybe a couple more days. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, play by ear, but know that that is an option if you need it. I yeah I I know it it all yeah it all depends on how how things are going and it'll probably be a slow ramp up ramp back up anyway yeah um whether I want it to be or not <laughs> the ramp up might be quicker if you actually took more days off I will you know I, I will mean. give that consideration cool all right. all right well good luck and uh thank you we're excited to hear all about the keynote and the videos are usually posted pretty quick so I will have those for you guys um have that for you guys uh, probably the following week. Awesome. All right, let's go on to Maker Melissa. Hello. Hello. Um, so last week I finished up the PyPortal calculator and hopefully I got all the bugs out of that. 
I finished up the guide for that as well. And then I added some of the datum boards to circuitpython.org. I worked on testing a freak show on Raspberry Pi Buster, but there's currently too many issues to really continue. So I'm hoping if I wait a little bit, it'll maybe some of the issues will get cleared up. And I helped uh, Betty to um, start adding a board to Blinka through uh, Discord. And this week I'm going to be updating a bunch of the Arduino display breakout guides to reflect some changes to drawing a bitmap. And um, I'm going to hopefully start adding a Onion Omega 2 to Blinka, and writing a guide about how to add boards to Blinka. Awesome. And that's it. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Mike and Robots Go Boop are lurking, so we'll go to Sedacious. Howdy, howdy. So last week, I did a bunch of work on the VSNL4040 proximity sensor RevB that adds the quick connectors. Uh, quick side note, quick connectors are super quick to test with because you don't have to solder headers on. So mm -hmm. that's fun. Um, so yeah, I did a lot of work with the RevB. Uh, did um, testing, of, obviously, of the RevB. Also got started or started and finished the tester code and the tester PCB for that. Um, realized when starting on the guide that I have to double check some math in the uh, in one of the um, attributes for um, one of the values it returns. So some debugging to do on that. What else? Uh, did some miscellaneous forum support. Um, we had a user uh, report that the VCNL 770, no, the Bemel 770, uh, V-Shape makes their numbers too close to each other. So anyways, <laughs> the VML, uh, the VML 770 is another uh, light sensor. And uh, apparently at high lux values, such as being outside in direct sunlight, um, it can have some non-linearities where the reported lux numbers are not what they should be. So uh, they kindly provided some math to fix that. Uh, and so I implemented that, got some feedback, and we'll be hopefully finishing that up soon. Uh, fixed a little bug in the INA 219 that was uh, missing a bit uh, on uh, high voltage levels, high bus voltage levels. Um, and that's a lot of what I did last week. This week, more work on the VCNL4040 to figure out whatever that bug is. Uh, and then I'm doing some support on cleaning up some old repos that need some love, uh, adding documentation, Travis, where necessary, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and then I should today be receiving RevB of some boards for a personal project I've been working on. Hopefully, I'll get that spun up soon and everything works perfectly the first time because I don't have much time left for additional revs. But mm. um, yep, that's it. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be other stuff, but that's it for now. Awesome. Thanks, Sedacious. All right, Summersoft. Hello. So um, last week was a bit of a slow week for me, Kish. Um, workation ended on Monday, and then flight travel didn't go as planned and lost a day. So mm. um, at any rate, so um, I uh, fixed up um, the dynamic read the docs uh, module support matrix PR. Uh, that was failing Travis. It's now passing and is ready for review. 
Um, and then, as Katney mentioned, um, for the circuitpython.org libraries updater in Adabot, um, we had originally gone with having it directly push commits uh, to the master repo, but based on the settings of the repo needing a reviewer, those weren't working. Right. Um, the branch so protection. We, right. Which which is, I think, better than not having it. So <laughs> basically, I just changed it to submit a PR the same way that the build release um, mm -hmm. one works. So that was uh, this past week. Um, and then uh, this coming week is kind of open, probably more, more Rosie Pie work. But nothing definite all right so that's all i got cool thank you so much for all your work yep. okay and that is status updates um thank you to everybody who has participated in that uh let's go to our last section which is in the weeds uh in the weeds is a chance to just have any longer form discussions um that we need to have uh, the first item on this is from myself, uh, which is just talking about release planning. So Dan is um, has his BLE PRs, and they have um, changes to the APIs, so we'll need to do a major version bump. So that will be the core reason of having a 5.0 release. So I think... Uh, what I propose is that I will do a 410 RC0, so release the, a release candidate for 4.1. Um, I'm not going to mark it stable right away because there was some changes since the last beta, uh, including new boards. So I think what I'll do is I'll tag it as RC0, get it as unstable, and then I'll also make a 4.1.x branch that if we do find any fixes, we can do on. Um, and that at that point, I will also tag a 5.0 beta or a 5.0 alpha zero just to designate master as 5.0 from then on. Um, any objections to that? I don't expect any, but. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that's the plan. Uh, master will become 5.0 uh, shortly once 4.1.0 release candidate zero is released. So just be aware of that. Um Thumbs up. All right. So that <laughs> we didn't really go into the weeds there. I don't know. Maybe it should have been in a different section. Uh, but let's go to Katni for the other thing. This isn't really very far into the weeds either, but it's a quick note about pull requests. Um, if you put in a PR and we don't get to it, uh, bear in mind that we are not perfect and we miss things. Um, if you have put work into it, uh, we've asked for changes, or you put it in and nobody's done anything on it, feel free to ping us in some way, shape, or form, either by pinging us through tagging, you know, the the whole group of CircuitPython librarians on GitHub or tagging one of us individually, getting on Discord, asking whether or not anybody's had a chance to look at it, that sort of thing. Um, give it 24, 48 hours uh, for us to have a chance to fit it in but if if we haven't put a note in there about a reason why we're waiting um please feel free to ping us yep. uh don't let it languish um we do what we can but we will forget things 
and then end up with people having terrible merge conflicts to fix. And while mm -hmm. that may have been an awesome learning experience and they were extremely uh, nice about it, um, it's not good. So right. um, with any PRs, not just not just library PRs, with core PRs, um, mm -hmm. any kind of contribution stuff that you're doing, uh, do not hesitate to let us know after 24 to 48 hours if we have right. not followed I, up with you i would add that that doesn't apply to weekends correct that does not apply <laughs> to weekends yeah so you if you put it in late on a friday night uh do not expect to hear back until monday um yeah monday but or if Tuesday. You, right if you don't hear back on monday then then i would say bug us about it yeah and any any one of us um mm -hmm. if we are not the right person for the job we will definitely help you find the person that is yep um and that's all i wanted to say about that awesome any other topics for in the weeds? I don't. I haven't heard of any. All right. Well, let's call it. Um, this has been the Ada, the Circuit Python. Oh, God, I'm doing time codes and talking again. Um, <laughs> this has been the Circuit Python Community Meeting for uh, July fifteenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, everybody is welcome to join this meeting. It happens every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern or thereabouts. Um, we do skip or move Mondays where it's a U.S. holiday, so make sure and check on the CircuitPython text channel on our Discord, uh, where the meeting happens in the voice channel as well. Uh, to join the Discord, you can go to adafru.it slash Discord. That will drop you in. We're in the text channel all week in the voice channel during the meeting. Um, the meeting was recorded, so beware that um, your voice, if you speak, will be recorded and posted on YouTube, uh, and it will go out as a podcast as well. Uh, those videos have links to the notes doc, which has time codes in it so that people can skip around if they want to. Um, that recording, the video recording is on youtube.com slash Adafruit. Um, that's the gist. Uh, if you want to get all the news that's fit to print about uh, Python and Python on microcontrollers, check out the Python on microcontrollers newsletter that goes out Tuesday morning. Um, you can join at adafruitdaily.com. It's a separate mailing list from our customer, the Adafruit customer list, so you will not get spam. You will just get the newsletter you signed up for. Um, and it always has lots of good details, including the link to the videos for this meeting and with that i think that's it uh thank you to everyone who's participated both in this meeting and in the circuit python community in general and we'll see y'all next week at our normal time on monday thanks everyone thanks everyone bye-bye thank you